What emotional triggers should you be pulling on in order to get the best result for your sales business? That's what we'll be covering this week on episode nine of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. The Why How Yes Sales Podcast is sponsored by Jared James Enterprises and Jarja Media. Real estate agents have roughly a 90% failure rate, and Jared James and Jarja Media offer products and services that don't only help agents succeed, quite frankly, they help it, they make it harder for real estate agents to fail too. Uh, whether it's coaching to hold them accountable, a dedicated marketing rep to help create and implement strategies, transaction coordinators to help do the paperwork for you, or a CRM to uh, help you run your business. Jared James and Jarge Media have the tools you need to succeed at a higher level. Hey, salespeople. Welcome to the Why, How, Yes sales podcast, where I help you get to the yes the right way. I'm Red Staffstrom, and I'm here to help you fix your broken sales skills. Now, this week, episode nine, I want to really talk about some of the emotional triggers that you can use in your sales and in your marketing uh, in order to uh, appeal to people and get them to mm, do some kind of action, whatever call to action you need. Um, Now, these are going to be the emotional triggers. There's plenty of rational things you could kind of hit and poke on, but the emotional... um, buttons tend to be much more effective compared to their rational counterparts. Uh, Nobody gets moved by a rational argument. People are not moved by a politician with their 12-point plan and that nobody's excited about that. They're just upset because taxes are so high and they feel like something's being stolen from them. Uh, It's very tough to address the rational brain, address the neocortex, when you have the limbic system and the amygdala uh, really just screaming in the back of your head. Now, I want to mention those. The neocortex is if you study fMRIs, and um, I can't remember what it is, but an fMRI is what researchers are using in order to map the brain. So what they can do is they can ask you questions, figure out what emotions are triggered or what part of the brain is doing everything by putting you in one of these machines. And over the last 20 years or so, 30 years, they've been able to find out so much more about how the human brain works. Now, what they found is the rational brain um, is centered in the neocortex. When you have a rational problem to solve, be it a mathematical one, um, that's usually founded in the neocortex, and that's what separates most human beings from animals. But when you're trying to sell, as much as we would love to appeal to the neocortex, that's not really what you want to do. What you really want to do is focus on the limbic system, focus on the emotions. Um, And what I'm going to be talking about this week is what emotions you can use in your sales copy, in your emails, in your conversations, and how to leverage them and how to pull those triggers in order to get them to yes. Now, these are extremely powerful tools. These are things that can be used the wrong way. And I want to make sure that if you're doing these and using them, that you are using them ethically. Um, Using too much of any of these things uh, can really backfire on you and make you seem like a fear monger or 
it, whenever you're focusing on these and many of them are negative emotions, you're going to trigger that limbic, that amygdala, that, that reptilian brain, uh, to put it very layman terms E. That's what you're really going to appeal to with these. These are very much the survival instincts that you're going to trigger with these emotions that I'm going to bring up. But when you do it, it tends to create an animal response, uh, and it works for everybody. These are things that their neocortex may talk them out of some of it, but these are the emotions that will really help them. And I'm going to go into the name of the emotion, um, why it works, um, how it works in terms of our evolutionary psychology. Um, and I'm going to toss around a lot of very big $4 words that's going to get a lot of you to tune out, um, which is not how you should speak to a customer, obviously. I truly believe that you need to simplify and dumb things down. But I'm going to talk in a very complex, evolutionary, imperative kind of way. So the acronym that I've always remembered and I've always learned when it comes to sales is Fuji's, and not Fuji's like Lauren Hill and Praz and Wyclef Jean. I mean Fuji's spelled F-U-G-I-E-S. So if you're taking notes, it's F as in Frank, U as in uniform, G as in golf, I as in India, E as in Echo, S as in Sierra. So Foxtrot, Uniform, Golf, India, Echo, Sierra. Yes, I know military alphabet. So what do all of these stand for? So let's go for the F, the Foxtrot. That stands for fear of loss. Now, we all know that we can talk to people and, hey, we don't want to lose anything. And th this is not the same as urgency, which is the second one. Um, fear of loss is a different emotion in the sense that it's going to be more about losing out. It's that, F that FOMO, uh, which was a popular acronym not long ago, the fear of missing out. It, that's what it's really going to be bringing in what's going to really instill the emotion in them using fear of loss makes them think that they'll never be able to have this again and you might as well jump on it while you can um, from an evolutionary perspective it's that hoarder mentality that many of us have um, even if we've disciplined it to the point where we're throwing out those birthday cards that we got this year that fear of loss is that animal instinct to hoard for the winter. So by appealing to that, it can get people to move because they know that lean times could come at any point. And if they don't take advantage, then when they do need to, um, they don't wanna go hungry in December or January. So focus on that fear of loss in order to protect them and to get them to move forward. The U, the uniform, uh, is urgency. Now, a lot of people get those two confused, the fear of loss and the urgency. There are two different things. So fear of loss is I'm worried about missing out on something. Urgency, on the other hand, is about the boat is sinking. It's that the fire is in the house, that the kitchen is already burned out and we have burned down and we need to get it out of here before the couch catches fire because we're sitting on the couch. Urgency is pointing out that you are already in a crisis. Um, when you're doing sales, that could be any problem that you try to solve. I'm, for whatever reason, the image that jumps in my head is in Neil Rackham's book, uh, Spin Selling. 
there's a dialogue that he plays out that he's talking to somebody about, I believe it was a word processor. And there wasn't a lot of urgency at the beginning of the conversation, but once he pointed out that, hey, the word processors that they were using, and these are old school 1980s ones, um, were taking up too much time and they'd have to be count, like trained on it and it'd be too much. And hey, this is a much bigger problem than you're thinking of. The fire has gotten to the living room. With urgency, what you're doing is pointing out how big the problem is and stepping in, in order, with a bucket of water in order to fix it. That's really the you. G, the gulf, is for greed. Um, that whole uh, Wall Street greed is good mentality, and that's pretty much the basis of capitalism is greed. The idea that you want more, you want more. Um, again, it kind of triggers that that reptilian brain, I'm going to keep using that term because it's the one that keeps jumping into my reptilian brain. Greed is the idea that you need to hoard, that you need to stockpile a little, um, that you need to get as many resources as you can and while simultaneously keeping them from your neighbors. Greed, generally speaking, is not a very magnanimous emotion. Uh, greed is kind of that I want to have it, but you shouldn't. If you appeal to greed, um, it tends to be very powerful. It tends to create action. Um, if you talk about how they could have more, have more, have more, um, and have more for less, that is focusing on the greed emotion. Typically, this happens a lot in financial sales, um, a lot of we can save you money style ads, um, but that's really the idea of greed. The I is a little bit trickier to equate. The I, the India. Um, so F-U-G-I-E-S. Um, the I is indifference. Now indifference is a little bit different than the others. It's, you're not really appealing to that reptile brain as much. But what you're doing here is walking away from the sale. What you're doing is walking away and saying, listen, it's your own problem. I offered you a solution and it's fine if you don't take it and turn around. The reason this is so powerful is because it makes them rethink. Um, it instantly brings that idea that, hey, this guy's trying to help me, it's not just about a sale, and hey, let me listen to them one more time. Being willing to walk away from a sale is one of the most like important things you need to be able to work as a salesperson. Anybody can read a script over and over and over again. The indifference, I'd argue, is where great salespeople set themselves apart because being able to walk away and still close it makes things so much, like it separates the boys from the men, so to speak, um, and the women from the girls. I uh, don't want to like leave anyone out on this. But the idea of indifference is showing them that whether you do it or not, that's fine by me. Yes, I make a commission, but I know I've got eight more coming down the pipeline. And it, if you don't take advantage, the next person will. That indifference triggers something in their brain that, hey, this guy was really trying to help me and can get them to move forward and actually purchase. 
The E is the effect of Jones or Jones effect. Um, this is an extremely powerful tool and you mostly see this when people use things like testimonials. Everybody wants to be part of a tribe. That's leftover monkey stuff in terms of the Joe Rogan phrase. Um, everybody wants to be part of that pack, that group. That's hardwired in us. And by insinuating that other people have moved forward with this, the effect of Jones actually brings them into a community. It's why so many sales organizations also have community groups on Facebook and Instagram and where else because they can create that sense of opportunity and that sense of community very cheap and very easy just by being an admin of a Facebook page. It's very, very simple to do that. But using that effect of Jones and creating that community is a very passive way to sell. Uh, once people put up, because everybody likes to talk about their own successes, put up how well your product worked for them. Um, in my case, it's real estate coaching. Um, we recently had one. I don't know uh, if she's listening to this podcast, but if you are, I want to thank you. Megan McCormick, who is one of our coaching students, put up a phenomenal testimonial about what we do and did it in a way that without us asking like we didn't even have to prompt her she just said you know what i want to recognize that they helped me and um, i'm so grateful for her for doing that um, but that is something that you as a salesperson can leverage. You can also use Yelp reviews and Google My Business and Facebook reviews, all of those things. But the effect of Jones gives them that tribe in order to feel connected to something larger than themselves, which again is part of the human experience. Now the S is the last primal emotion to really come to. Now that is the suggestion of power. And I hate this phrase because it's used the wrong way so often and it actually doesn't work as well. Um, and I'll, I'll go into the research on that for a minute. But the suggestion of power is about being the alpha a little bit. And I hate the way that phrase has been turned in sales the last few years. And the ironic thing, the person who coined that term, I can't remember their name, coined it using wolves and studying pack dynamics in wolves. And the ironic thing is they thought the alpha led the pack when in fact the alpha of the pack would actually be in the back and watch everybody. You can't lead from the front, so to speak, even though that's the vernacular, because you can't see what your people are doing and you can't help them. You need to lead from the back and see what the battlefield looks like. So just a little bit of a diatribe to the end. I don't like the term alpha, but for our purposes, we're going to use it because it's kind of the vernacular that everybody uses, uh, more of those $4 words that I usually try to avoid. But the idea is people listen to other powerful people. Um, when you're confident and you present things in the right way and you just have the right body language, that alone um, can convince somebody to move forward. That level of clarity on a solution and the solution being your product or your revenue stream or your whatever it is, People strive for that level of clarity and by showing them that, um, by exemplifying it yourself, it's going to help you. It's going to get them to move forward on something that they may have been iffy about. Um, so again, just to recap real quick, 
Fear of loss, urgency, greed, indifference, effect of Jones, suggestion of power, fear of loss, fear of missing out, urgency, the house is on fire, we need to leave, greed, I want to hoard for the winter, I, indifference, I can walk away from this deal and it's, you're going to be the one who's missing out, effect of Jones, be part of the tribe, suggestion of power, follow the pack leader. Um, so guys, I hope this helped. I hope you really enjoyed it. Start using this stuff in your sales copy, in your emails. Um, use it ethically. Um, nobody wants you to be a fear monger who always talks about how the sky is falling. Know the right times to use these things. Um, using implication questions as opposed to just telling them the sky is falling. Um, but make sure you know what these emotions are and what the emotions are often triggered in your buyers when they want to move forward and sign with you. Um, and just keep working, um, keep talking, and appeal to the limbic brain, the um, reptilian, that ancient emotional brain, as opposed to making rational arguments. Um, so once again, thank you so much. This was episode nine of the Why, How, Yes sales podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. If you're listening, um, please review the podcast. It would really help the channel out quite a bit. Um, once again, this has been Red Staff with the Why How Yes Sales podcast, and I'll return next week where I continue to help you fix your broken sales skills.